Welcome to the Something to Consider podcast. Our mission is to take a closer look at basic biblical principles and find a way to practically live them out in our everyday lives. Thank you for listening. Enjoy this episode. So last week, we listened to a clip from the first message in the mini-series called I Doubt It. This week, we're going to listen to a clip from the second message called I Still Doubt It. When God tells Moses to do something, a way to do something, God gives Moses instructions, but those instructions don't look exactly like Moses thought they would, and sometimes they don't look exactly like we think they will. Check this clip out from the second week, I Still Doubt It. So um, I'm standing back there this morning, and Josh, good buddy Josh, comes up to me. And he says, hey, man, don't be nervous. I said, thank you. I appreciate that. He says, just people's souls on the line. <laughs> well, thank you, Josh. I appreciate that. I feel better now. I feel like I'm full of faith. I feel like I could take on an army. You see, the Egyptians were doing fine, or the Israelites were doing fine until they saw the Egyptians. The doubt changed their perspective, but it didn't change their circumstance. The doubt will change your perspective, but it will not change your circumstance. The only thing that changed was their mindset. Anybody relate to that? So Moses, being the good leader that he is, he says, hey, don't be afraid. All the Egyptians you see off in the distance, you'll never see them again because God is going to fight for us. And I can only imagine that while Moses is saying that, that while he's speaking that, there's a little bit of doubt in him because he can see the army behind him and he can see the ocean in front of him and God, I trust you and God, I know you let me here, but right now, I doubt it. Ron, you're a mighty man of faith. Put yourself in this situation, okay? Staff, robe, sash, all of it. Ron, you would look good in a robe and a sash. I'm telling you what, in a staff. You're standing there, army coming at you, ocean in front of you. You would do the same thing Moses did because you're a good leader. You would tell them, don't be afraid. But deep down inside of you, even if it's a small piece, there would have been a piece of you that would have doubted God's deliverance. Is that true? There would be a little bit of you that doubts that. So we can only imagine how Moses is feeling. And then in the middle of the chaos, just like last week, God asks a question. God's got such a sense of humor. He says in Exodus 14, 15 through 16, then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the waters so that the Israelites can go through through the sea on dry ground. Almost like, duh, Moses, why didn't you think of that? (laughs) Didn't you know that your staff could move stuff? Come on, man. God gave Moses the solution to the problem. He said, we're not going around it. We're not going over it. We're we're certainly not going under it. We're going through it. And, And Moses is standing back and he's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, okay, but what if, what if we built a boat? Cause I mean, you did that with Noah. What, what if, what if we built a boat And we got on that boat and we floated to the other side. And God's like, yeah, okay, no, not exactly what I had in mind. No, 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 not exactly what I had in mind. Moses is like, okay, okay, okay. Well, I know that you made Elijah run really fast and Elijah outran a chariot. So maybe you could give us supernatural swimming speed and we could swim across. And God's like, oh, okay, no, no, I don't think we're going to do that either. 
We've been there. We do that to God. We do that to him. We try to tell God how he should be doing things. He'll tell us how he wants them to do how he wants us to do them. And then we go, "Okay, that's a great idea, God, but what if what if we did it just a little bit different cuz I think I know what's best." And Moses is standing there thinking, "Okay, God, but if this doesn't work, if I mess this up, everybody dies." Like I tried to tell you at the bush, <laughs> I was not the man for this job and now you want me to raise my staff and expect the sea to split. You see, this isn't just a step of faith. This isn't just a leap of faith. God's asking Moses to stand at the edge of a cliff, jump off, expect to grow wings and fly away. And Moses is like, even though I know what you're asking me to do, even though I know how to get through to the other side, I still doubt it. So now, with the Egyptians behind them and no way of escape, it's time to put faith to action. He's standing there, the weight of two million people's lives on his shoulder, a massive army behind him, an even larger ocean in front of him. All eyes are focused on this moment. And then in Exodus 14, 21, then Moses raised his hand over the sea. Now, hold on a second. I was supposed to have a staff for this. Here, we'll use this. Moses, this is a 21st century staff right here. <laughs> then Moses raises his staff over the sea. And I just imagine that while he's picking it up, God has a sense of humor like we talked about. Aaron, his brother's over here like, mm -mm. <laughs> no man, you look good, but it ain't gonna work. And Moses is over here like, dude, listen, I, I understand that it's out there. I understand that this may not be how you and I would do it, but God asked me to do it, and so I'm gonna do it. And that's what separates people of faith from people of doubt. You see, people of faith still have their doubts, but they don't let the doubt stop them. And in this case, Moses said, I think this is crazy, but here I go. I'm going to raise my hand. And so I just imagine that he's standing there and he picks up the staff and he, he doesn't just raise his hand like this. He's like, yeah. And he does it real hard. Yeah. And he's like shaking while he's doing it. He, and, and we do that sometimes. We think that the harder we try something, like if we just push a little bit harder, if we just try a little bit harder, if we pray a little bit louder, if we do things just a little bit better, that God's promise, God's favor will be on our lives. But God didn't ask him to do it strong. God didn't ask him to get loud. All God said was, raise your hand. So Moses raises his hand. And in verse 21, continued, it says, the Lord opened a path through the water so a with a strong east wind. Read that again. The Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all night, turning the seabed into dry land. And we're gonna talk about this here in just a minute. But in Acts chapter two, on the day of Pentecost, when they're all in the upper room, the sound of a mighty rushing wind filled the room right before the Holy Spirit fell on his people. The folks who were in that room would forever associate the sound of a rushing wind, the sound of a strong wind, as the sound of God's manifest presence. That's the sound we heard right before God did something we've never seen before. You see, at first it sounds intimidating because it sounds like something bad's getting ready to go down when in reality, it's just God getting ready to show up. So Moses has his hand out, but instead of the sea splitting immediately, a mighty wind comes rushing in from the east. You see, 
Sometimes when the wind picks up, sometimes when it gets loud, sometimes when it looks like there's a storm coming to destroy you, it's actually God coming to deliver you. It might get loud, it might get windy, but when God brings the storm, that's a storm you want to be in the middle of. And in Exodus 14, 22, so the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea. The people of Israel walked through the middle of the storm on dry ground with walls of water on each side. On side. It says that the Israelites walked through the middle. That's interesting because when I read that, that's not how I imagine it going down. That's not what I think it looked like. We get this idea that the Egyptians are sprinting at them and they all turn around and they see the Egyptians and they're like, Moses! And so Moses is like, I don't know what to do. Boom, and he raises his staff. Sea splits. Israelites take off. But Egypt, Egypt is in hot pursuit and they're chasing them. They might even be killing some of them behind there as they chase them, but that's not actually how it happened. It says that they walked to the other side, which means that this was most likely in the middle of the night before the Egyptians had a chance to figure out what was actually happening. They walked. Are you running away from something that God is asking you to walk away from? Fear and anxiety have a way of causing us to make impulsive decisions, making us run at the first sign of a way out. But had the Israelites run as soon as the water opened, they would have gotten stuck. I feel like God is telling some of, this, some of us this morning to slow down. Take your eyes off of the army. Take your eyes off of the wind. Take your eyes off of the walls of water around you. Look at me and my promise to never leave you or forsake you and walk. Keep on walking. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to hear more from the message, I Still Doubt It, search Summit Elkins wherever you get your digital content and you can find the message there. Have an awesome week.